0: There has always been a stereotype that Black people don't swim.
1: But we are here to tell you that we do, and we are good at it.
0: I am Coach Adrian.
1: I'm Dr. Shira. We are the hosts of the Swim Culture Podcast. We want everyone to know that aquatics has always been a part of the Black culture and experience since the beginning of time.
0: From scuba diving, to fishing, to the Olympics, and surfing, we have done it all and are still doing it. Make sure you tune
1: in and dive into the culture,
0: the swim culture.
1: Welcome to the next episode of the swim culture. So, this time I am going to interview our very own Dr. Ashira Allen. She is a doctor of kinesiology. So, we want to know. What in the heck is kinesiology? And how did you find out about it? So I get that <laughs> I get that question all the time. Like, kinesi what?
0: <laughs> like, what? What is it? The... I mean, okay. They're like, I know what ology means. It's the study of. And I'm like, okay. But I do get that question a lot. Um And so I have to break it down. But kinesiology is the study of human movement. And so it's um, a broader term that has been used by departments and academia and stuff too it's like an umbrella term and so um disciplines like exercise physiology exercise science biomechanics um physical education um health recreation and leisure all can fall under fitness and wellness you know things like that can all fall under um that area, that umbrella term kinesiology so um even students who are interested in going into physical therapy or occupational therapy um i've had students who've gone on to like medical school after they have gotten their degree in kinesiology um and so that's that's the term that's what it means um and so even when you look at um Just movement, like in... You might find people are studying animal movements and and things like that. And so, kinesse movement, the study of... Yeah, so... um, But how I got into it, um, I started teaching swim lessons. (laughs) (laughs) I started teaching swim lessons. First, I was on the swim team. And um, from a a, young age, probably about... And um, I became a lifeguard... So I went through like the whole pipeline, swim team, lifeguard, and then I was I started teaching the swim lessons. I was like, oh my god, I enjoyed teaching the swim lessons. I love this, and I was teaching all ages. I did parent taught classes, and I was I was like 16 teaching like older adults, <laughs> like you know, and I enjoyed the interaction. I enjoyed teaching. I enjoyed being in the water and just like the the like the physical activity of it and and learning about my body and. And being able to tell other people about the benefits of swimming. And then I started to get active in other ways. Um, My friends, all of us, lifeguard, we would go on break. We would go to our cardio kickboxing class. We would go to a yoga class. Because we could go to all the classes at the YMCA because we were at work. And so, because we worked there. And I was like, this is the relationship between all of these different types of activities. Isn't that, you know, separated? And so when I went on um, was deciding to go to college, um, I knew I wanted to go to HBCU. I knew I wanted to continue swimming. Fortunately I did I, I went to Albany State University, but unfortunately they didn't have a swim team. Um, so I continued to teach swim lessons and, and things like that there. but I majored in health and physical education um, and recreation at Albany State. And I, I just continued and enjoyed loving you know teaching people and Um, you know the whole physical education aspect of it I think that's something that is not valued Um, in our society in general I think people think that um, that it's like an innate thing that it just come natural like I learned how to do these physical activities um, naturally but we have to be taught we have to be taught techniques we have to be taught different approaches anyway so moving on I went on to get my master's in physical education, teacher education, and um, I was in the School of Kinesiology at Auburn University. And um, I went and continued on and got my PhD in physical education um, and motor development um, at Auburn. So that's my story in a nutshell of my education. Um, And then I became... um, an assistant professor at Morehouse College in the Department of Kinesiology um, there and then I'm currently a assistant professor at North Carolina Central University in Durham, North Carolina in the Kinesiology and Recreation Administration Department so I sound I, I feel like I sound real like
1: uh, That's <laughs> like a lot. It is. Yeah, so it's a lot of words but um, All that black girl magic. So how you and I met I was scrolling the internet,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and I looked up, um, you know, black women swimming. Yeah, up black girls swim. So I Mm -hmm. read your blog, and it was, you know, super exciting. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna check her out. And I realized you were in Atlanta, and I just recently moved to Atlanta, so I hit you up, and that was
0: 2016. It was. Yeah. Oh, that was oh. 20. Oh, okay, girl.
1: I actually have, um, I ran into the email the other day when I typed your name in to look for one of our Google Docs. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm And I
1: said,
0: listen, that was supposed (laughs) to happen, you know.
1: (laughs) It was. was. So you have also uh, the blog.
0: I do. So, okay. So I started this blog in 2013 when I was in graduate school and um i wanted to I, I had maintained my um love of water but also being a lifeguard and swim instructor and um and i when i got to auburn i was i you know you from atlanta seeing all the black people i was i grew up around everybody black you know <laughs> and so when i got to auburn i was like oh man i'm in a whole whole different situation different world and i just didn't see a lot of um black people who were swimming especially you know black women and so i decided i was like i need to start this blog i need to share my experiences about swimming and my love for aquatics and so i wanted to i started the blog as the black girl who loves swimming and um and just wanted to share my experiences And so that rolled over into being like advocating for Black people in swimming and drowning water safety, the importance of that, getting into aquatics as a profession, all of that. So, yeah. And here we are. We met. We met. Yeah. And And now we are are both a part of this.
1: um, You are also... um, with your community engagement and your awareness and um, advocacy work, you also are part of an amazing organization called Diversity in Aquatics. Yes, yeah, so your role there, huh? Give us your role for a Diversity in Aquatics. Okay, so I guess you. Well, okay, yes. Yeah, so
0: when I also was searching the internet trying to find, you know. <laughs> communities and so I ran across diversity in aquatics and um and I got involved with them I w- I wanted to go I went to the convention in oh it might have been 2018 and um I met you know all those lovely people I met the founder Dr. Sean Anderson um Dr. Angela Beal uh, Miriam Lynch just all of those people who were really um putting forth a lot of effort and a lot of work and time into running that organization. And so I, by the time I left the, the convention, I was like, I want to be involved more um, and if, and want to be able to help in any way I can. And they were like, Oh, come on. Like Miriam was like, this is, that's come on. That's amazing. So I was like, all right, so what do I need to do? And I started, you know, joining in on, you know, the, the inside of, you know, inner workings of diversity and aquatics. And I became um, the, I'm over social media and um, like the web content and information. So I'm on the leadership team for diversity and aquatics now. And they are super supportive in, you know, what I'm doing with Black, Black Girls Swim, with that blog and um, with what I'm trying to do with my swim village and now with um, you and I doing the podcast with um, the swim culture. So, yeah, it's it's been a good thing, a good connection, a good network to be involved in. So if y'all are looking for someone to join, Diversity and Aquatics is a good organization to join.
1: It really is. I adore diversity. Because
0: I invited you that next year.
1: Right. And after I... I yeah, so... Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. and they have been open and welcoming to me and it's just been um almost the best job that i have had and i haven't even really got started yet <laughs> but until yeah, it's a lot it's a lot of work but
0: it's a lot of yeah. support it's yeah. a lot of support and they understand you know it's it's vo- it's volunteer for now hopefully you know at some point you know It'll be all right. It's I mean, you yeah. know, love. But, better but but every but everybody loves doing it. That's that's what I was right. trying to you know. Everybody loves doing what they're doing and contributing to it. Right. And I think all of us are expanding and growing because of the networking relationship that we have with these and that we're developing, continuing to develop with each other. Absolutely. And so, so that's a part of professionally, you know the the service, the scholarship, the teaching is what I try to juggle on an everyday basis.
1: Gotcha. So let's go personal now. You say, how does kinesiology work personally?
0: Well, so for me, I see aspects of kinesiology in everything that that we do, whether or not I'm simply going to the store and I'm walking from the parking lot to the inside of the store, or whether or not I am doing find motor skills in, in, in cooking or, you know, or whether or not I'm, I'm, I'm organizing my time to do exercise um, or whether or not I'm teaching my son skills. He's two years old. And so the development of motor skills is essential and has to, you know, I focus on those things um, and have been doing so since, you know, he was born. And so yeah. personally,
1: I him like that time when y'all was outside, and you, he was tired of hitting the ball, and you wanted him to
0: continue. He wasn't tired. He he needed to hit no. And you know what? <laughs> he hit the ball off the tee. He did. He did that. And it was, the I other, didn't it. he went, but he look, listen. <laughs> he's not gonna get. He um he he'll be fine. But but the other day we were outside still practicing. You know, I was like, oh, you want to hit the ball off the tee? And he was throwing the ball. He's getting better. I see progression all the time. And he, I actually tossed him the ball, and he hit it with the baseball bat. And I was, I went around the yard screaming like, yeah, You know. And see, that's that dynamic
1: he, when your parent is the coach.
0: You know what. <laughs> Um, I I acknowledge that there might be some something going on later on when he's involved in organized sports, but, you know, and I get that side too. like, you know, being having been in that coaching or teacher part, uh, you know, instructor, you know, sometimes the parents got to get out of the way and let their, you know, children and and trust the instructor to do what they do. So I think I have both. So I think I
1: can, I think.
0: I ain't there yet, but he gonna get out there and he gonna learn how to do these motor skills. So I know that. It's
1: interesting, because you know what? This year, when I this past year,
0: is mm-hmm. the
1: first time I've ever coached King, and I coached him in summer league mm-hmm. in middle school. Mm-hmm. And I just and how was that the theory that I didn't want to do that? You know what? It was not as bad as I thought. Um, he was actually okay. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times what I would purposely not target him, so I might have almost felt like I under coached him because I mm-hmm. didn't want to put the spotlight on him.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah.
1: I realized later on when a parent was like, oh, that's your kid, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, was yeah. Like, yeah, it is, but I did that, you know, for his sake and for, you know, yeah, not and.
0: And I think that what I try to do is to be mindful because I don't I don't want to push him to where because to where he doesn't like an activity anymore. I don't want to him to burn out like I've seen through all my years of being in, you know, physical education and in this area. Like I've seen where, you know, kids hate an activity and their parents put them in everything or they put them in one specific thing and, and they drill it into them you know, constantly from a young age. And by the time they get older, they don't want to engage in that activity anymore. And I don't want to do, do that. So I, I, I make sure that I'm aware of that. And I try to catch myself. But I also feel that you have to, I think we have to, we have to push our kids and we have to um, challenge them because, you know, they're going to face challenges outside of you absolutely. and for organized sports, being physically active, being aware of your body, um, that self-awareness, it is lessons that are learned that can take you throughout the rest of your life, body image, um, team sports, um, working together, cooperation, um, learning things about yourself that, that I feel is. that a lot of, um people and like are are lacking these days like and and those no and just those skills you know yeah yeah those social skills those cooperative skills if something doesn't go your way learning how to lose and I'm I'm not a proponent of everybody getting a trophy like no (laughs)
1: like stop you didn't win I agree with that though like I agree with that Like, Like in that whole culture, if everybody gets a trophy and then people do not know how to deal with adversity, you need to
0: know how to lose.
1: Yeah, they have to learn how to lose, right? Learn how
0: to know how to lose and cope with those feelings that you have of loss and not getting your way. And,
1: and, and, no, and seriously,
0: and be like, you know what?
1: Look at our president or whatever he is. We see how it manifests when you're not used to not having your way. Right,
0: it's not gonna go that way. Everybody's not the, a small few will probably have that privilege, but as a especially as a black boy, I'm not. We're not doing this today. You gonna learn this lesson in this house before you go out here in these streets, because yeah, and you need to learn how to cooperate and deal with people and deal with yourself. I think we don't. I think physical education. I think being physically active and just all, a, a lot of the components that fall under kinesiology, whether that is recreation and leisure like we talked about in the previous show and having opportunities to do that and appreciation for your environment and Nate, like all those things are in relation to what it is that I do. And I try to teach that to my students in the class to have like a holistic view versus just focusing on, you know, the physical aspect, like focus on the mental, the emotional, the social, because all those things tie in and I think enhance your experience as you, go through the, the, that physical activity that you're doing whatever it might be so um yeah
1: okay good good that's right all right so any other way that you use kinesiology and you think of like you know I think people don't think about just the everyday movement walking um, learning how activities actually um, are good for producing positive endorphins um yeah it's so mental health positive um just overall wellness so one thing i try to
0: stress and I, i i i try to remind myself of with 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 me because and i know i know all of the you know ins and outs and the benefits and stuff but the motivation aspect for myself to get up and do exercise and to engage in these things, all the time, especially moderate to vigorous physical activity. I need a coach. I need somebody pushing me. Mm-hmm. Um, And so I think to understand, like, what you need and what may motivate you, whether or not it's, you know, for me, it's like, I have heart disease and obesity in my family. It's breast cancer and all this, you know, those things. Um, and 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 so, I try to make a conscious effort to, to try to engage in those, these things on a daily, incorporate it within my lifestyle. Um, I hate that the pools are down during COVID right now. Like, I, it's just really, um, like, well, pools are starting to open now. But it's been a minute that I have missed swimming. So, um, and that's been my avenue. But I think just stressing the the interrelated um connection between mental, social, emotional, and that it's just not both by itself somewhere. Like you have to think about those things and think about and know that you're benefiting. In, in all those aspects when you are engaged in physical activity. So
1: thank you so much, Dr. Allen. You're Mommy, yes. Ashira. Dr. Ashira Allen, she is definitely an amazing woman, mother, and educator. Well, so you guys you. continue to follow her, Dr. Ashira Allen, continue to follow at the Swim Culture and follow me at Coach Adrienne Lecate. We'll see you guys soon and look forward to our next episode. Thank you so much for joining. All right. Bye,
0: guys. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Swim Culture Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember, you can get involved by following us at the Swim Culture on Instagram and Facebook. See you all in the water.